1: When will Anthony Davis be traded? How safe is Luke Walton's job? Will the Grizzlies be the biggest trade player? The only question left is, say it with me, you win? Hey sports fans, Coach Nick here and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown Podcast. Today, I am pleased to bring on the show, friend of the breakdown, Sam Amick, who is a senior NBA writer at The Athletic with a list of other very impressive uh, writing establishments before that as well that he's been on the show with. So Sam, thanks for joining us today.
0: Nick, how are you, sir? Long time no talk. I know.
1: You know, whenever I see you, you're always very diligently working hard and it's, you know, I don't want to get in your way, but it's always great to talk to you however we can cross paths.
0: Well, and it's nice to have you, you know, on on board at our place as well. I've been enjoying your stuff.
1: Oh, awesome. Yes. And then in case you're wondering what he's talking about, I'm doing a weekly video for The Athletic and uh, a lot of X's and O's and a lot of um, stats stuff. So you might be interested in that. Um, So it's cool stuff. Thank you for watching. And Sam, let's talk about you for a minute because we need some inside scoop. We need some breaking news. Something about what's happening with the Anthony Davis saga between the Lakers and the Celtics and everybody else.
0: Well, I mean, I, I can't get enough of this saga, you know, the, the latest superstar saga in the NBA from the standpoint of all the different layers uh, and the characters involved. You know, I, we were just talking offline a second ago. I'm currently writing a column trying to, to chronicle some of the Lakers Celtics, you know, threads here. And the fact that that you you have just extremely high stakes for the you know, the NBA's two most storied franchises where the Lakers are faced with this prospect of, you know, do you want to give up the house, all these young players, all these picks for a guy in Anthony Davis who can give LeBron, you know, the co-star that he needs at this stage of life when you really can't, you know, time is of the essence. He's not getting any younger. And then you have the Celtics who certainly, you know, as you know, Nick, they can't trade for him right now. They have to wait till this summer uh, because of the Rose rule, but they are trying to through back channels, make sure the Pelicans know not, I mean, not back channels, but they can talk to the Pelicans, make sure they know, you know, if you wait this summer, you're going to have a better package, uh, you know, for your future. So it's Danny Ainge and, and Magic trying to get this thing done and, and get one of the game's best players, you know, in their camp.
1: What do you make about Anthony Davis's camp saying that it, it sounds like he would not re-sign in Boston? Is that a, do you think that's real or is that just sort of bluster?
0: I'm going to call it bluster right now. Uh, the way that I have been... You know, I'm writing it in a way what I've been told from the Celtics perspective. And and I'm always very respectful of the fact that, as you know, all these teams, you know, they they operate, you know, they, they can't make these decisions without intel. And so, you know, they have to work extremely hard to cut through a lot of this noise in the media or elsewhere to find out what's real and what's not. So my lay of that land would be that, uh, you know, if they get a D. Uh, this summer, they it it, it, it kind of cuts both ways. They would feel very confident about the prospect of Kyrie Irving re-signing, which right now seems a little more tenuous than we thought. Uh, they, I think their confidence level would be high that he would resist those Knicks urgings and he would re-sign in Boston. And then I think it's a chicken-of-the-egg thing, right? Because then I think, you know, let's say Boston does get Kyrie in the fold, uh, and, you know, with AD having another year left on his contract – Kyrie committing long term, you know, their view of it is that that would likely lead to AD uh, re-signing long term, you know, but also the the stuff in between is let's assume that that combo with whatever pieces they have around them, you know, would be title contender type stuff. And and it would convince AD that it's a place that he wants to be because people who have done the intel on him, who know him and, and aren't just listening to his camp right now and some of the other stuff, They really do truly genuinely believe that, you know, his desire to win it all, his desire to to be part of a winning program is the number one factor. And I think Boston is is kind of letting that guide their choices.
1: You know, in theory, if that's the case, then he really should want to go to the East because that'll at least get him a easier path to the finals. So I suppose that would be part of the uh, argument. And, you know, what do you think that the uh, Celtics have to give up to get AD if they wait for the summer?
0: That's the tricky part. I mean, I don't see how they you know they get them uh, without giving up Jason Tatum. Uh, I, if you're the Pelicans, I mean that's the player that you want, and you know the, the the picks that they have are certainly appealing, but it's also that thing where you all you know you and granted, some of those picks don't belong to Boston, but you know the ones that would be coming from Boston are not going to be very good uh, and I think Tatum is the, is the kind of player that certainly you look at, and you say, okay, prospective all star. Um, and that's where it's so unique right now when it comes to the, the conversations between these two teams, because, you know, it's very hypothetical and, and I would love to be in the fly, you know, f- fly in the wall to hear some of these talks, because if you're Danny Ainge, you have to tell Dell Dempse in the, in the Pelicans enough to compel them to trust you to wait until this summer, but you still are going to negotiate. You don't want to show your entire hand at this point, mm-hmm. nor do you want to be, kind of your name and your reputation always matter. So you don't want to make promises now verbally that you're not willing to follow through on when the summer comes around. So, you know, I, I would love to know more about exactly how they've navigated those waters.
1: For sure. now it doesn't seem to make any sense for the Pelicans to do a deal now versus the summer when they have everything at their disposal, you know, including the Celtics offer. But let's right. just say the Lakers can pull it off and we're seeing some of the things that they're offering Uh, it it appears that the Lakers would be severely short handed in their roster size. So it makes me wonder, like, how are you going to fill out that roster if they do it just underneath the deadline for the trade and they can't trade anybody? How are they going to fill three or four roster spots?
0: Well, I mean, you know, Carmelo Anthony would be doing a little victory lap. I think he would probably (laughs) uh, he'd be filling one of those. You know, there's some Scuttlebutt uh, about well, Wes Matthews has drawn a lot of attention. Just the idea of him being bought out, you know, is that a guy that that they could convince to come to town? I mean, you know, you're going if you pull off a trade like that, you know, you are certainly going to quickly attract the best of the rest. And you know, I don't know who else that might involve, but buyout season would be kind of on the heels of the trade deadline, and you know, we'll kind of see how it goes. But you're right, we we do tend to sometimes forget the number game when it comes to, you know, actual roster spots and how all the, uh, you know, the deals actually go down. But I think they'd they'd find a way and they'd make it work. Uh, You know, I'm curious how you see it in terms of whether or not the Lakers – I mean, I do think the Lakers should go all in on this. I think their young players have been killing them in the last, you know, couple months when it comes to, uh, you know, the way the Pelicans might see them. I mean, if I was Dale Demps, I just – I would wait. I would wait because I think Boston has better players. Uh, potentially available and better picks and what we have seen out of these young Lakers, you know, like Brandon Ingram has been playing a little bit better lately, but my goodness, you know, without LeBron, you got a pretty good sense of what, you know, these, these guys would look like. And it has not been all that impressive.
1: I, I agree. In fact, there, it might be an interesting video to compare Tatum and Ingram, Because there's something, there's a similarity for some reason for for both of these guys about the promise versus what they can actually produce. So I wonder whether or not, you know, I mean, so obviously what I'm saying is that if either of these teams have a chance to get Anthony Davis, they absolutely should at all costs get him. But with the Lakers in mind, it just feels like they're going to end up, they're not going to have enough other players to help them cover, certainly for this year. It doesn't sound that way. And as you all know, if the Lakers are shorthanded like that, it's going to be hard to win just like your skin if you don't have the right team around you to keep it in shape. That's where Hims comes in, a one-stop shop for skin care, hair loss, and sexual wellness for men. I love their anti-aging kit as it moistens and firms my skin and makes me look years younger. Hims can also connect you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions for hair loss. So you don't have to have that awkward doctor's visit. Just answer a few quick questions online, and their products are shipped directly to your door. Go to forhims.com/coachnick now, and you'll get a trial month of Hims for just five dollars while supplies last. See website for full details. That's f o r h i m s dot com slash coachnick. So just think of HIMS and think of me when you type in forhimscom slash Coach Nick. So, and, and I think that LeBron would have learned his lesson about like these big, splashy midseason trades that really don't like kind of flame out after a few games. So um, I guess that's the question. But is this is all sort of under the guise of, of LeBron's clock is ticking, right? So they really can't afford to waste even another year to wait for Anthony Davis to sign as a free agent?
0: Yes, I think that's a factor. Um, you know, I, you can kind of hear internally on the Lakers side that, you know, his, uh, patience has worn thin at different times that I wrote last week that, you know, he's certainly had moments of pretty visible frustration when it comes to the young guys and some of the growing pains that come with them. Uh, Tyson Chandler is by all accounts been kind of the guy in that locker room. Who's the uplifter and LeBron at different times, I think is, has just tried to bite his tongue and, and hope that guys came along, you know, even faster. But I think time is of the essence. I mean, the injury, some of this stuff is common sense, right? You know, you, you suffer an injury like that. You have the longest absence of your career that is going to remind you that you're not getting any younger. And the, the part where this gets tricky also, Nick is that, you know, AD is not a free agent until 2020. I really don't think it's a viable path to go ahead and wait for him just to come your way you know, we saw how that worked with Paul George and, and I, I doubt it's going to, you know, it's not going to work this summer with Kawhi Leonard. I don't believe, you know, everybody seems to think he's definitely heading to the Clippers if he leaves Toronto. Um, so where that leaves them is that if you start breaking down the free agency class this summer, I mean, I would not put them at the top of the, the list for any of the big name guys, whether you're talking about Kevin Durant, Kyrie, um, uh, you know, then you're getting down into the Jimmy, but who am I leaving out? Um,
1: well, uh, Butler is in there. Kyrie, do you say? Kyrie? Yeah,
0: I felt like I skipped over somebody. Kevin, Kyrie, uh, you know, and, and Jimmy Butler, DeMarcus Cousins, guys like that. Um, but those top two, you know, and, and Kawhi, you know, those are the ones that they wanted to go after, and and I think it you know be pretty darn probable that they would miss out on them if they don't get AD. So uh, again, pretty high stakes for 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 them in Boston.
1: I've been pretty vocal in my videos about this, you know, some sort of conspiracy theory about how LeBron's trying to get 80 there and all that stuff. But overlapping to that is this notion that perhaps Luke Walton's days are numbered as the Lakers head coach. Uh, I don't think I'm crazy saying that anyway, just even, I'm getting my my tinfoil hat on. So what are you hearing about that?
0: Yeah. I mean, I I would tend to agree with you. Uh, I I think, you know, I have no reason to think he won't make it until this summer. Um, you know, Jeannie Bus has pushed back on the idea that she's under any pressure to make a move. Um, you know, they've, you know, I don't know. It's it's a tricky, sensitive dynamic because we know that two things: Jeannie has been a big supporter of Luke's, but then also uh, she's been, I don't know if irritated is the right way of describing it, but not a big fan of all over with the Lakers for the past however many years. That's been a point of contention where she thinks stability is very important. But, you know, I think the pressure continues to rise on Luke. Um, and it's even the other night, Nick, you know, I met that Warriors game where they had that disagreement in the locker room that got reported on. And, man, it really is starting to feel like some of this stuff that gets out. You know, I, I don't I can't pretend to know exactly where everything's coming from, but that, man, some of it is, is almost intended to hurt Luke and when it comes to the PR and the optics. Uh, you know, and I think there there are some folks, I mean, it's been said elsewhere, I don't think that LeBron's camp is, you know, huge on LeBron, I'm sorry, on Luke. And I mean, LeBron has been very neutral when he, people ask him about Luke and even privately, essentially telling people that he's still learning who Luke is as a coach. Uh, you know, some folks around LeBron, I think, have been more vocal behind the scenes about the way they see it. So I think certainly pressure is on him right now.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, this sort of is a par for the course whenever LeBron comes to a new or a team. It seems that way. So um, I guess we'll have to see. I'm not sure he's going to make it to the end of the year. I think it's going to be too bad. Um, but uh, I guess we'll have to see. Um, as far as all that blow up that you're talking about, um, what do you think? What do you make of that? I mean, is this just sort of a, 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 the, 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 no one figured out that having this many you know, veterans on one year deals was going to ha- be a problem?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the part where I do, just being totally transparent, I, I feel bad for Luke. Uh, and I've told him this. We, we sat down a couple of weeks ago, did a long interview, and and I even wrote at the time, like, don't play your violin for Luke Walton. You know, like, if he gets fired, life is still good. You got paid a bunch of money. You're respected. He'll go on to his next thing if that ends up happening. But as a coach, it's just not ideal at all to be given this kind of a challenge where you have a collection of, you know, not only – Veterans on one year deals, uh, you know, guys who don't know where their next paycheck is going to be coming from, but a bunch of infamous characters, the Michael Beasley's <laughs> and Glenn Stevenson's and Javel McGee's of the world, and, and guys like that. And, you know, and I was going to throw Rondo in there, but man, Rajon has really been a, a, you know, kind of a teammate favorite in that Lakers locker room. They, everybody raves about his presence, but still tricky personalities um, and trade scenarios like this AD situation that then lead to even the young core prospects, the Lonzo Balls, Brandon Ingrams, Cal Kuzma, you know, all the way down the line, Zubots, Hart, all these guys know that they are on the table for AD. So, I mean, there, how do you get buy-in in that kind of a locker room with that kind of a landscape? So, I mean, what happened in that Warriors game? Not that complicated. Luke tries to coach and give his opinion about what happened late in the game, essentially say we're too, you know, playing too selfishly, and then guys just don't feel like hearing it. So they push back, you know, have exchanged exchange a few words and it wasn't physical and it wasn't, it, it certainly didn't seem to be crazy. Cause even before it leaked out, I actually talked to Luke outside the locker room and I wrote part of this. He, uh, he had like a little Tupperware of, of brownies uh, and, and he was in a fine mood and he came over and was telling myself and, and the colleague uh, Bill Orham, the Lakers beat writer about how these brownies were given to him by a, an old warriors friend of his. And, You know, so it wasn't the end of the world, but he's got he's got that that pressure that's not going away. And he's got this locker room that is just super tricky.
1: Brownies, huh? In Oakland. I see why he's happy and very smart. But you know what's not smart? Job boards that send you a mile high stack of resumes to sort through. You know what is smart? Going to ZipRecruiter.com slash breakdown to hire the right person. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates for you. Its powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes to identify people with the right skills, education, and experience, and actively invites them to apply to your job, so you get qualified candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. This rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com Breakdown. If you love this show, show your support to it and ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com Breakdown. That's ZipRecruiter.com B-R-E-A-K-D-O-W-N. That's ZipRecruiter.com Breakdown. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Well, do we have 2 minutes to talk about Lowry and the Memphis? Yeah, no problem. So, it just broke today, uh they're, they're talking about Missouri, uh, Missouri obviously is uh concerned about the Raptors chances. They want they're all in. They're offering uh I think it's interesting Lowry and Ballenshunes for Casal and Conley. Doesn't quite seem like that's even, but uh how how serious were those talks? And are they are they still going on?
0: I wish I could offer clarity. I don't have it on that front other than to uh to credit a friend and colleague, uh, Michael Grange of, of Sportsnet, who reported earlier in the day, I, I think it was Jake Fisher of, of Sports Illustrated, had that initial report, but Michael had indicated, and he's based in Toronto, very tight in with Masai and his group, uh, that those were Memphis-initiated talks that seemed to be somewhat dated. So uh, we shall see. Maybe that somehow gets rekindled. You know, uh, that one is interesting. But, you know, Memphis is definitely becoming – uh, at the center of this trade deadline, you know, because the other stuff that had come out later in the day today was the idea of Marcus Ald going to Charlotte, that our uh, Sham Sharania had, had tweeted and reported. So, you know, we'll see if they get that deal done. If, uh, if, if you know, Mark's next chapter is going to be out there with the Hornets, but uh, you know, it's it's that time of year, stuff's flying around.
1: Yeah, Memphis is a chance to kind of uh, flip people around a little bit and, and change the landscape. Uh, any other thing that's going on that you hear that's uh, that's out that's out there being talked about? I
0: just think honestly there's some as uh, a bit of a logjam when it comes to this Memphis stuff. Um the the Mike and Mark situation because you have teams like a Utah involved with interest in, in Mike uh and then you have other smaller moves that you know the teams like a Houston would like to do I think with Memphis that you know front and center is these two big name players all-star uh, one and all-star one all-star caliber players that that are you know available and and I know Mike's a little bit, not older, but he's 32, I believe, and got a massive contract. And and Marks, you know, past his prime, but still a very good player. These are good ball players, and so, you know, what happens there uh, if they get moved, or if Memphis decides not to move them, is going to, I think, then lead to some of these other dominoes falling. But you know, it's, uh, it's it, you know, like always. I don't think it'll be an interesting couple of days.
1: Yeah, interesting. Uh, like like usual, kind of. And they're in a whimper. Or are we going to have a bang here? Uh good
0: question. I mean, the the bang would be ad wearing that lakers jersey and i don't think it's going to happen but i guess the small part of me that still says who knows maybe is is that i don't have any clarity on the pelicans mood at the moment in terms of just the idea that they might just want to turn you know turn a new page and and tell their fans you know okay this is what we got this is how we're building um it's very easy for us in the media and the fans to say, just wait until the summer because in like a static environment, those are better offers. And you could, I mean, you can argue that it takes that kind of discipline to run an organization at a high level, but uh, I do not envy the idea that that group of people is going to then have to deal with shelving AD, you know, trying to tell their fans just to be patient. You know, that's really, really uncomfortable. So the small part of me that thinks maybe they go ahead and do the Lakers deal is, is for those reasons. And, you know, other than that, um, you know the Mike and Mark thing again would qualify as a bang but I'm sure it'll be busy
1: absolutely well I know we're going to keep refreshing your page over the athletic to make sure we're up to date on everything so uh can't wait to read your next uh, your article especially on how I love the fact that you're deciding between magic and age uh, going at each other and trying and make this happen it's, it sounds like a great uh, premise for an article thanks Nick appreciate it man you got it and don't forget sports fans at B-Ball Breakdown not a channel We're a conversation you in are you in Sam I'm in Nick